It's the Lakeland Sports Guys with Chris and Tom. I'm Tom Carroll. Chris Cox coming to you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood, where today's special is a twice-baked potato with the ribeye steak sandwich. Of course, I had the uh, Tom Carroll special, I guess you would say. Number 52, otherwise known as number 9 up there, and that is the hot ham and cheese panini to go along with it. Amber, we're going to get that on the board. eventually. If I have to stay here tonight and put it up there, it's going to be the Tom Carroll number 52. Hot ham and cheese. <laughs> no, no, that's a, that's a special. That's, what yeah, that's a special. It. But glad to have you along with us uh, in another exciting. we got uh, all kinds of basketball action to talk about. This is the first round of the South Carolina High School League playoffs got underway last night. They continue with round one again tonight, and then tomorrow round two gets underway. We'll update you on some of those games uh, as to what the final scores were and who's going to be moving on as well. And then we got skis action that also takes place starting tomorrow with the uh, – uh, boys and girls for Friday and Saturday, round one, and a lot of that happening over there in Sumter, as a matter of fact. They've got the convention center, Wilson Hall. They've got a, another academy that's over there that's, I mean, they got like seven gyms that they're playing in right now. Wow. So, for Skeezer. For Skeezer. <laughs> so they get, they get it over in one weekend. They don't draw it out over the course of a couple of weeks. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I, get, yeah. I guess that's kind of why they broke away from the rest of that crowd. It might be. Okay. It might be. But we got uh, Palmetto Christian that's involved in it. We have also have Greenwood Christian that's involved in the uh, playoffs to go along with it. So we'll get into those guys as well and uh, a lot of other stuff to talk about as far as baseball action gets underway. We'll talk a little bit about Clemson and uh, what Kobakish had to say uh, as he gets ready for opening day that is coming up. We've got that for you. Clemson wins a big one. Uh, Brad Brunell's press conference afterwards, you'll hear how excited he was uh, in a big win as they blew out Florida State. Wasn't near as close as it was down there in Tallahassee a few weeks ago, so we'll have that for you. G.G. Uh, Jackson seems to be the com, you know, common denominator right now uh, coming out of Carolina as to everybody's talking about him and not necessarily as much about the team as they should be. Team sport, Bo, team yeah. sport. I, and that was my concern. I mean, all the way back to when Cam and I were talking about what a big impact player he was going to be coming into South Carolina. If you're not a team player, Lamont Paris isn't going to worry about it. Um, and I just thought it was kind of funny. On those same websites last night, they were talking about that, that maybe Gigi should have went on to North Carolina. And I couldn't believe all the North Carolina fans said, no, nah, we don't want you. <laughs> we're not going to have that individual stuff. And, and like I said, I think it's important. Whether – Gigi should have been, you know, suspended for a couple of games like it's happened. I mean, I, I'm not going to say he should have or not, but I don't run that team. Mm-hmm. And I know when I did coach, if, if I had players that were out of line, they didn't play. And so if he wants to straighten it up, you work yourself out, you work your butt off in practice, you do things that help your team, and you don't draw negative attention to the team. And that's what I think has happened in Columbia. Yep. So we'll dive a little into that. Also, we got uh, news coming out of Erskine concerning men's basketball. That is there. They got one more game remaining. So we'll. Uh, and the, the watch, the watch party's out for that one game, and tell them why. Yeah, because it'll be if they win it, it'll be their one and only victory of their the season. Their first win of the season. I, I got to check, make sure I'm not coaching that team. <laughs> no offense, coach. So we'll have that for you. We'll also uh, dive a little bit into the Peach Belt Conference, where Lander wins a big one over North Georgia. The top two actually losing last night: North Georgia and Augusta. And uh, we'll uh, go down the listings here for you, find out where the standings are as of right now, because you would definitely like to get a bye in the first round of the uh, Peach Belt playoffs when they come. Last around. night, like I said. Last night was a great night, and the good thing was the two teams that need to lose the three teams. I don't know what Young Harris did. I I don't have their score. I don't think. 
I thought I had it, but I don't. All right. Well, anyway. you, well you'll search for it. We'll, so we're right there We'll at turn it. it around and and, uh, and look for it and see what we can find as well. But uh, let's start first and foremost. Uh, we got to start with the coaching changes because there are a <laughs> ton of them that have happened over the course of this week. Sarah Nesmith uh, has resigned at Molden High School, so they are right now one of the teams that is looking for a new head coach. Claire uh, went ahead and they hired DeMarcus Simmons as their new head coach. Simmons was, of course, the head coach at Great Falls the past three years. He went 12 and 17. Prior to that, he was at Great Falls as an assistant, and he was also an assistant at Keenan High School as well. So, um, you know, they they've, they found their man that's down there just in time for spring. Also, this one kind of shocked me because Anthony Freight has only been at Hillcrest for, what, three years? And he went ahead and stepped down and met with the team, uh, told them he wasn't going to be their coach anymore, and then went over to Wren. And he is announced as the head coach uh, at Wren High School. Um, I guess it was Tuesday when they made that announcement coming down. But four years, Anthony Freight at uh, Hillcrest, it was actually 26-12 and 12 he went over that course of time. And he's had some great athletes, great quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, especially Davis was one of them. Freight's the one that came in after Porter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's and look at there. He took over a, a team that that probably wasn't in the best shape when he let when Porter left. I mean, I don't know, but and I mean, we played them a couple times, and they were very formidable. I mean, very I'll good. never, I will never forget the the the, <laughs> the, uh, the last time we the played stadium them. chair two years ago. We were sitting in the crowd in the in their crowd. Excuse me, we were in the uh, we were in the Hillcrest student section. Student section. Yeah. Yep, and we, we had some fun with that. So. Yeah. Uh, Conway has selected Josh Pierce to be their <laughs> new head coach. Uh, that, according to the uh, Hori News, and of course the the moving the chains guys think them as much uh, for providing much of this uh, as well. Pierce was the head coach at Lamar, went 9-4 and four, uh, during his one year while he was there. Prior to that, he was a defensive coordinator at Lamar. He also spent some time over at Marlboro County, uh, Dillon High School as well. And the board's expected to approve that hire, I believe, coming up on Monday. But uh, where it is as of right now, the Conway now, the Tigers have a head coach. And they go back to what they do best at Conway. They're a defensive football team, and they got a defensive-minded coach again. Uh, they tried the offensive-minded coach. It didn't really work out. Lamar's the team that playoff every year in the playoffs, they're around. They're, they're, they're that team that you don't want to end up. No matter where they're scheduled <laughs> uh, or where they're ranked, one through four, as far as their division, usually they're one or two. And they're, they're usually a team that's probably like they're winning games like 14-10. <laughs> They're not ones blowing everybody out. They're a defensive football team, and I think that's going to be big down at uh, where the where the uh, Hemingways are from down in there in Conway. So that's and that you know that job took a little too long to hire, but I think they got the right the right hire there. Yeah, they 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 took their time getting it. It took almost what two months, two and a yeah. half months. Well, I think like I said, I think they had to weigh it because here's the thing: you don't want to jump into something and then you got to jump right back into it after the season next year. So they, I think they tried to get the best they could do for the next, let's say, three years. And I think that was a good hire. Also, Spring Valley has hired Nigel Pearson as their next head football coach. Uh, he was the head coach over at North Rowan in North Carolina the past three years. He went 20-12. and 12. Uh, He has had some experience in South Carolina. Uh, he was at South Carolina State for a while as assistant coach, uh, then went over to Catawba and Fairfield Central as well. So a couple of years in the, in the college ranks and, and one over there in the high school. And basically a new school at Catawba yeah. Ridge. I mean, that's, that's a big hire also. 
And then finally, Wahala has hired Chris Stone to be their next head football coach. He was the OC over at Malden. Um, Prior to that, uh, he coached over at Easley as an assistant coach. He also played collegiate at Clemson and Furman. If the name sounds familiar, that is why. And hiring is supposed to be approved, they say, by Monday as well. So a couple of coaches waiting for the boards to meet and approve, uh, I'm sure, more likely contract negotiations all this week. What what do you think is going to happen in Malden now? Because the OC just left. Well, the OC left and the head coach and left. And the head coach left. So, so I mean, you're, kind of, you're kind of stuck, you know. And Malden is one of those that they're kind of in the middle of and, – and their their district lines are getting smaller and smaller because you've got Hillcrest and Fountain Inn traveling in on that. Mm-hmm. And um, you've got Southside and some of the others. The private schools are close to that in uh, St. Joe's and Greenwood Christian – or, excuse me, in uh, Christchurch. So you, you – kind of hard to say but they've always been a good football team they've always been a always good been very sports, disciplined yeah, in basketball baseball they've always been huge a, in basketball yeah i mean and baseball and I, that's just like i told you when we left monday i said man something's gonna happen this week and then boom <laughs> so there you go <laughs> you have it there's still some big jobs that are left open berkeley is still open with jerry brown stepping down uh, back in january um, the Conway job, we told you, it, it has been filled. Hillcrest, of course, now comes open, and that one, um, I mean, that, he That's left it job. in great shape. That's a good job for somebody to go take. Um, and then you've got to look at May River. They've had a good program the last couple of years. They just haven't been able to get by Fort, uh, Fort Dorchester in that regard. Um and then the other one that's kind of surprised me a little bit uh, ha- has been the Mullins job over there in the Low Country with uh, John Williams stepping down. Nobody stepped up there yet. Uh, we we thought it'd be an in-house hire, and it hasn't been. So, um, I think. How much do you think about the Berkeley job? Is it more so the fact that they're replacing a legend and Jerry Brown, and they're, they're just. That's a tough job, and nobody's really wanting to step into that role yet. Well, it's a re, it's a re, you got to totally rebuild. It's a rebuild from where you're at. Uh, Jerry went in expecting to try to rebound and rebuild, hadn't been able to do it in the two years that he was there. So he, he and at his age, he's, he's, he, I mean, that's a lot to ask. Um, and I, I was surprised when he left Hannah uh, Hand in, yeah. in order to do that, but, um, you know, you need somebody that's going to be young, uh, probably a little more, uh, of a go-getter at a younger age to take it's over that huge, program and rebuild. That's a huge job. I mean, that and Conway were probably the two biggest. And now, like you say, that Hillcrest job is going to be big. And that's a walk into an instant. That's, that's yeah. an instant playoff team right there. Right there. They do lose quarterback, but that's all right. They probably yep. got three more. But the Touchstone Energy Cooperatives Bowl coaching staff has been announced as of yesterday. Uh, you, of course, know it as the North-South game over in Myrtle Beach, usually played in December. Um, and this year, uh, of course, is going to stay at Doug Shaw Memorial Stadium. Uh, that's over there. But on Tuesday, Will Greer or Will Young of Greer was announced as the head coach for the North. And Walt Wilson of Richland Northeast was announced on the staff of the South team as the head coach that is there. So uh, as far as uh, any assistant coaches from around here, uh, most of them, um, you know, Will Young, the head coach. You got Chris Alt from Mid-Carolina, Willie's Fox from Wagner Sally, uh, Jeffrey uh, Fruster from Daniel, Justin Garner from Palmetto, Reggie Shaw from Burns, Bruce Dingler from South uh, or Spring Valley. And then on the south side with Walter Wilson being the head coach from Richland Northeast, you got Ronnie Baker from Lake City, Corey Crosby from Bamberg Earhart, Scott Durham from Andrews, 
Jody uh, Hothawanger from Chapin. You got Denise McDaniel from, or Denny McDaniel, I'm sorry, from Stratford. Stratford. Uh, Timmy Wash from Kane, uh, Kane Bay as well, rounding out the top of those. So biggest name is Reggie Shaw, though, to me. Even though he's an assistant, not the head on that team. That, that, I'm gonna tell you, those are two really good coaches, Tom. Well, great staffs to go well, along I mean, with it. And when Will they Young's, pick a staff, they, Will, I'm gonna tell you that that team right there is, is stacked. And to see and to see a team like Lake City get a guy in there as assistant coach on the other side uh, is big because, like I said, this is the first year they went back to a state championship game in like ten years, and mm-hmm. they're he's building a pretty good program there. It'll be fun. A lot of big names football-wise from the upstate and the lower state. The Daniel Jeffrey Fruster, um, you know, I believe he's been, what, the offensive guru behind the success that's been going on over there with the Lions. Mm-hmm. So, And then you add Reggie Shaw to make some – man, it's just a who's who. <laughs> Reggie Coach-wise. Shaw and Will Young are just – that's just boom. Right. If I'm Will Young, I say, hey, come on, Coach Shaw. You get up here with me and let's do this together. <laughs> Also, want to turn our attention now towards uh, the round ball as the uh, top boys and girls senior basketball players for the North Carolina South Carolina All Star Classic coming up on March 25th were announced and making the list. One of our Lakeland girls, Jessica Means from Saluda, is on that roster. She joins uh, along with uh, seven other girls in order to play in that All Star game. So that'll be huge to go along with it. But she's the only one from around the Lakelands. A lot of those you got a, a gray collegiate has a couple, uh, both on the boys and girls squad, AC Flora, uh, Dorman, North Augusta, of course, has a few that are uh, in all of that, but nothing bigger than Jessica Means from Saluda being able to make that. And I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, is it, I think her coach is an assistant coach on this team. For the girls, Perry Stokes of East Clarendon is the head coach, and the assistant will be Jeanette Wilder of Saluda. Yep, Saluda. So you've got that in there. For the guys on the South Carolina side, uh, Jerome Stewart of Timberland will be the head coach. The assistant coach will be Joshua Staley of Ridgeview. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Add that into it. All right, so a lot of fun. Now we got uh, most of those pleasantries out of the way. We also want to say congratulations to Emeralds Cameron and uh, Danielle Oliver. Uh, over at Emerald High School and the girls' team. They were both named to the all-region 4-3A basketball team. Of course, uh, they are only in the ninth grade and both leaders of this team, and we want to congratulate them and remember to sound the horn anytime you go to a Vikings game yep. here or there. I tell you what, they, they played a good game last night, Bo, and that's just a heartbreaking loss. <laughs> um, well, they, they didn't play last night. They play tonight. Emerald does. I thought they played last night. No, Emerald plays tonight. The guys played last night. Yeah, the guys did, yeah. Yeah, the guys the guys suffered a, yeah. a tough loss to that TR. Was tough. Um, <laughs> they yeah. were in that game, I'm telling you. <laughs> but a great yeah. season, Tom, because like we talked about with Coach Pitney and Coach Greg and Coach Carter, they tell us how hard it is to go from football to get into basketball shape cardio-wise. You wouldn't think it would be that hard, but it's difficult, and we're hearing about how difficult it is now, so – like I said, that's, that was an impressive run. Uh, I know, you know, Coach Krogs would be the first thing he'd say is thank you to his assistant coaches. Uh, and I say, like I said, I'm going to make that call to see if he wants to come on and talk to us, yeah. if he feels like it. So, so that final uh, 49-45, a close one TR goes to 18-8. and eight. Emerald concludes their season at 8-13. and 13. Clinton had a big win over Broome, 79-51. They advanced to the second round, um, one of those teams that's in Emerald's region. The other two that are in that region, uh, Chester defeated to Carolina 
uh, 65 to 59, and Union County defeats Blue Ridge in overtime, 56 to 53, to go along with that. Representing, man, that, that division is representing. They are, they are. Um, so in the girls, uh, 96 was in action last night. They fall to Landrum um, and conclude their season at 10 and 7. 62 39 was the final in that one. Of course, the winner, uh, Landrum, will take on, I believe, Liberty, or no, Keenan, who defeated Liberty 93 to 30. So Keenan continues <laughs> both on the boys' and girls' side to uh, kind of round things out. And Calhoun Falls last night uh, came up with a big win to go along with all that. Congratulations to them. They win uh, over. C.A. Johnson, 53-25. to 25. Also, Saluda won. Uh, Jessica Means, by the way, who we just mentioned, had 36 points in this game. 64-22 over Pillion last night. I'm going to tell you, you, you mentioned a team that's going to win their division, and it's Keenan, led by Malisha Poole, while he, the Gamecock commit. I don't know how many points she had in that game, but I'm telling you, that girl's <laughs> – she is solid. So well, she'll probably be your player of the year. Oh, hold on. I, I might be able to tell you. Let me find uh, Griffin, 13 points. Okay. Yeah, she had 13 points she, in that she game. She had 30-something. <laughs> Don't even be but happy spread, about 13. No, she spread the ball around. <laughs> Kennedy had eight. Christian Brown had 10. Hicks had 10. Um I'm sorry. Full Wally had 33. There you go. <laughs> so there that's, you go. I was that was happy now. I was looking at uh, Tierra Griffin, and uh, she had 13. But yeah, she's an assist. Full Wally there. had 33 to go along yeah. with that. They, they, that, go. that team goes through Full Wally. If an injury happens, and that's going to be what's going to keep that from them winning again. That's, that'll be, I think, three of the four years she's been there. I think mm-hmm. they've won it. Well, I, yeah, she might be four-time state champion in that one if we go back and look at the records. Well, the Greenwood Eagles had a, a tough road of it last night. Uh, they went on the road down to uh, North Augusta in this one. Uh, sophomore Jeremiah Brooks uh, led Greenwood 12 points. Sophomore C.J. Terrell added nine. It was, it, I mean, with a couple of seconds remaining, Greenwood was up at one time 12-7, to seven, I think it was in the first quarter, and by the end of the first quarter, it was 14-15 in favor of North Augusta, and then North Augusta just kind of went on from there, ends up with a big 69-37 win in all of this. Uh, 32-point victory uh, for the um, Yellow Jackets that are there. The Eagles finished the season 8-19 and overall, and they're 4-6 and in conference play right now. I, coach was a little dejected. He takes me, and he told me, he's like, we had him in the first half. <laughs> I said, well, I hear you, Had coach. him in the first quarter. But you know what you got to think about, Tom? This this team, who who else in 4A is going to give them a run, did you think? Um, Greenville may give them a little bit of a run. West um, no, I think it's going to be Ridgeview and uh, AC Flora maybe in that area. More so Ridgeview, I Ridgeview think, than AC Flora. Ridgeview's probably going to be the team, yeah, even though they lost GG. So, that's a good I – I'd forget about Ridgeview. I, but whoever they – I mean, like I said, they're number one overall, but they are – what did you tell me they're in the playoffs? They're like four seed? They're the fourth seed in the playoffs, but the number one overall in the rankings, seed. yeah. And Greenville's the number one team in the ranking or in the uh, yeah in the rankings, yep. but excuse me in the playoffs, but the number four or five seed in the rankings. So we'll see where they. I don't all know about up. that game. I don't know that I want any one of them teams to win. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like North Augusta football better than I do Greenville. Well, there's reasons behind all of that. That is my buddy. So, <laughs> Benji Greason, how are you? You're with the Lakeland Sports guys. This is Tom and Chris. Hey man, how y'all doing? Great, Benji. Yeah, how you doing, awesome. Buddy? How are you, Ben? No, oh, we're doing great, man. Doing great. Good man. to talk to you guys. You yeah. too. Finally. Yeah, I'm, I uh, I don't miss radio as much as I used to, but uh, I understand all the hats you're wearing. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I was, a, uh, I was a plumber and a window washer earlier. Today, uh, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand all those ads. <laughs> but, hey, congratulations. You guys got your rings on Sunday. Uh, and I, from what Chris told me, you wore, what, all 10 of yours? Yeah, how many of you got, <laughs> Benji? <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I wore them all same day, but uh, four, and uh, it's all good. And it was, uh, yeah, it, it was a fun time. I tell you, if you really want to see a picture, you should see Coach Mark Smith. Uh, oh, he yeah. needs, he needs uh, toe rings. He's got to start ordering <laughs> toe rings. He's, he's got, uh, he's got every ring I think except for the seventy-one. Oh wow! Uh, state championship, yeah. Uh, which is just, I mean, it's incredible. But yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was a great time. We uh, uh, always look forward to those, uh, you know, after the after the season's over. It's, it's a fun time to get back together and kind of reminisce on the season and uh, you know get the hardware. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, you look over the course of the season and the state championship is always huge. But what game stands out the most in that twenty two season? Oh wow! Because <laughs> there were Honestly, some great ones that you guys were involved in. Yeah, and you know, I, I hate I'm going to sound like a pessimist here, but you know they go 13 and two, and the game that stands out is, is going to Westside and getting drug, uh, getting absolutely. I mean, could have been run out of the stadium and was in the first half, and uh, even Coach Nichols mentioned that at the when he spoke at the ceremony. But that was the turning point of the season. Uh, it was almost like uh, everybody was like, "Oh, okay," so you know, got to got to step it up another notch and uh to be able to compete and uh and yeah and they did and they didn't lose another game so that was that was one that really stuck out i think it was uh 28 nothing at halftime and ended up losing i think 31 21 i think was the score of that one but um uh on the on the positive note of that really once you got into the playoffs um some of those games stuck at stick out the uh, the, the first round of the playoffs, uh, something crazy happened that I've never, you know, been a been a part of before. The uh, Abbeville scored ten touchdowns in that game, and they only ran eleven offensive plays. And now, granted, there was a uh, two defensive touchdowns, a block punt for a touchdown, and a punt return for a touchdown, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, still, 11, they ran 11 offensive plays and scored, I think, uh, six offensive touchdowns in that game against Columbia. That, I think it was 70 to 14 or something like that. But I've never seen, and, and they only had like three minutes of time of possession in that game. It yeah. was, it was a mismatch. <laughs> and, and, and the first round of the playoffs are, uh, I don't know, uh, probably another, another story for another day, but I, I just think <laughs> there's too, too many rounds. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're all in the same boat, kind of. With we're not in the same boat because we're not carrying hardware like Benji Gleason. But <laughs> I want to ask you. I've, I've seen pictures on 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 Facebook and stuff. Did you guys also get necklaces with the rings? No, the cheerleaders that oh, okay. get the necklaces. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. The football players uh, and the coaches they get the rings. The cheerleaders get the pendants uh, on a necklace that is. Um, you know, the same thing as the ring. Yeah. Right. And Wayne's got, uh, what, about double what you've got? <laughs> oh, man. So Wayne has been in the booth since 92, so he missed out on the first three. So he's okay. got nine. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. 
That is incredible. We we understand yeah. how how what what you do and what y'all do and what how hard it is to do what you do. And man, we're not jealous by any means, Benji man. Yes, we're, we are. We're envious. <laughs> no, I mean I'm envious, man. I, I tell you what, I, you're up there with them. I don't know who I would be with his team. Maybe Lee if Lee would let me even do a game with him. But um, <laughs> we uh, but yeah, I mean you guys know it's the grind. It it is. You know you you go through you know the whole regular season and you get into the playoffs and it's it's every Friday and. You know, for me, it's you know that the day starts at five a.m. and it's it's, it's after midnight. You know, yeah. uh, uh, when you're when you're done and the travel. You know, uh, I think this year they've got us going to <laughs> basically North Carolina four times in the yes. in the region. You know, Blacksburg, uh, uh, Landrum, uh, uh, a couple other ones. You know, way way up there, but. Wow. You know, it is. It, it's the grind, but it's a labor of love, and uh, you know we absolutely enjoy doing it. Speaking of Mr. Wayne, a second ago, uh, um, you know he's such a humble guy. He doesn't he doesn't publicize any of this, but he just finished his thirty first season, Ooh. and he called his four hundredth Abbeville football game this year. So oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, great, great accomplishment. And, uh, of course, when you tell him that, he's like, well, all that means is I'm old. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Benji, I don't know if you and I will ever get to that, that goal, so to speak. But, hey, also while we're doing the football thing, here's something that we don't think about a lot of times. When we do the games, we're done. When Benji and, and those guys get through, he, he and Bobby, they've got Erskine that they have to focus on next. So they're carrying two hats during football season. Um, and well, how about the wear and tear on you this year? Was it as bad this year? Benji with Erskine football and Abbeville? So, you know, we only do the, the home games for Erskine. So That's right. We get, to sit okay. in, we get to sit in the Taj Mahal where you guys get your, your home games there. Oh, uh, that place is all right, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the nicest press box I've ever been in. But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, that you know sometimes it's a quick turnaround and, you you know, you're, you're drinking a – Couple cups of coffee for you. <laughs> Try to get to the <laughs> to the uh, to the stadium there on a, on a Saturday, uh, and especially if the you know we had a couple gloomy, rainy type games, and you know maybe we had just come off the road that night, get a few hours of sleep, and you know we're there two and a half hours. I think that's a, that's how early they want us there before kickoff Golly, for the wow. uh, for Erskine games. So, well, if you yeah, like I am, you like being there early anyway because you can get set yeah. up and relax. Yeah, yeah, get it set up, make sure there's no bugs, you know, and, uh, you know, no, no kinks in the armor, make sure everything's going to roll smooth. And then a lot of times, you know, especially with the, with the college games, you'll, you'll go meet up with the other crew because there's always, a, you know, the other team always has another crew and everybody's always been so nice and kind of swap notes and stories and all that good stuff. So it's, uh, and, and it's catered. So that's, <laughs> and it's catered. It's always a plus there. You that's to, awesome. Get to relax and uh and, and have a little bite to eat before uh before the game's there. But yeah, it is a quick turnaround. I don't know that we, I'd be able to do it if if we were on the road with uh with Erskine because It'd be they, tough, yeah. Man, yeah. I mean, you'd have to catch flights sometimes right you after would. the high school game because they're in you know Northern Virginia, you know, and I. Uh, a noon kickoff on a Saturday when I'm wrapping up at, at you know eleven twelve o'clock on a Friday. That's that's tough sledding. Uh, <laughs> so we haven't had to uh, we haven't had to climb that mountain just yet. But <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's, it's a grind. But again, like I said earlier, it's a labor of love, and I do enjoy doing it. And uh, 
Uh, can't imagine not doing it, honestly. That's uh, the key. You're right, and and that's where that's the reason I, I say I hate that I it's been so long since I got back to you with this because we can do the phone interviews now instead of you having to come to Howard's and enjoying a ribeye steak sandwich, twice baked potatoes. But I was going to invite you to do it. <laughs> I knew oh, you had to pick man. up the kids. And so I'm saying, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what, what do you mean, Tom's playing, man? We're at Howard's on Main. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, I don't mind. Well, look at you. Um, this was your what second, third year doing the Shot Boy. Uh, show it the gridiron coaches, yeah. yeah, yeah. The gridiron revival, there. so you yeah, got that hill, uh, you wear that hat as well, and then, the, yeah, I, yeah, we do that on Monday <laughs> nights, and it's uh, it's on location. We do uh, we're at sports break, and then uh, we do it at the Belmont and Abbeville, yeah. and then we rotate over to a, another restaurant called Two Brews, and Good place. Um, Good place. yeah, yeah, it's great. You get, and, uh, you get the rough house. I might start coming back over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll try to get them in rotation this year. But yeah, that's always a fun time. Uh, coaching, well, actually, coach's wife, Miss uh, Miss Beth. She she kind of sets that up with all the you know the places we go, and, and she'll set up. Um, it's always you know me and Coach Boyd talking in the first segment, and then we'll have a, an assistant coach come on, and then there's usually a couple players. So I try to break it up into. You know, five, seven, ten minutes, or, you know, however, however long they can talk, and then we'll usually wrap it back up with Coach Boyd. But it's uh, this is three. So we did a spring season and a fall season in twenty one to make up for COVID, and uh, that was interesting because we called fourteen. We called fourteen Erskine games between March and November. And, uh, and then, of course, the full, you know, Abbeville schedule there. But yeah. uh, Well, let me uh, ask you this. Is, is, is You know already that Erskine and, and uh, Conference Carolina is putting together a football conference now, and Erskine's part of all that. Have you had a chance to talk with Coach Boyd, uh, his expectations with all that? Yeah, he's super excited. Um, you know, they're in the sack right now, and that is – there are it's some <laughs> well-established teams. You know, that Erskine is still – I mean, this will be the, and I'm I'm using air quotes that nobody can see the fourth season that they've been around. But honestly, this is good. It's going to be the second full cycle, you know. So um, they're still young, and, and when you're at that level, you got you know 23 year old grown men that's been in the weight room for you know post high school for five six years. Mm-hmm. They 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 can push some people around. So <laughs> the line of scrimmage is 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 what. Uh, really tough there, but uh, you know the sack is is, is it's your Newberries and Limestones, Noron, you know those guys. So North Greenville, I, yeah, North Greenville, <laughs> yeah. So I think getting over into a conference Carolinas where everybody's going to kind of be on maybe similar ground, I think it'll be a real shot in the arm for the fleet. They can, uh, you know, compete. I mean, they're competing with you know who, who they're playing now. They didn't necessarily get blown out in, in, a, in a ton of games this year um but uh but i think the the competition level is going to be a little more even going in to conference yeah. carolina and now i see something about the big south maybe and i haven't really talked to them in uh in uh in detail about this but i think to bridge a year before the conference carolina start they might be moving uh, to the Big South, which is West <laughs> Florida, uh, you know, but big teams. I mean, these are national championship teams in in, in Florida and Alabama and all that. So that we're that's going to be interesting to see how that uh, how that unfolds. 
Well, the cool thing for you is you do an Erskine, and we follow Erskine every sport. We talk about them every sport and stuff. How cool is it this year that it looks like every year Chap Boyd focuses on Lakelands as far as players in the high schools around and here. Him. And he recruits. And this year is probably his best job so far, Benji, uh, recruiting Lakelands players. We had a yeah. lot of Lakelands guys sign. Uh, yeah, I saw that. And uh, I, especially there's a couple guys I, I know from Saluda that signed that he's uh, got some uh, – He's got high hopes for, um, but yeah, you know, and, and that's a, you know, I'll be honest, a, a startup program. It's, it's a tough sale. It's, it is a tough sale. And, um, and coaches talked about that before that, you know, not only is it a tough sale because, you know, they're still in the process of building the facilities and getting, you know, the, the, the turf on the practice field and, and, and still have their eyes set on, on building an on-campus stadium one day, you know, but that's just not – hasn't happened yet. So that part's a tough sale, but the academics at Erskine are, are – I mean, it's, it's tough. Yeah. You, you don't – you know, somebody like me didn't have a chance to get into Erskine. <laughs> so, uh, the, so the, you, you got to have the right fit. It's got to be, you know, a, a kid that's, you know, athletically good and academically good and – uh so it really narrows the pot on who he can go after, but um, he he definitely wants to focus in the, in this area, and I think that will just drum more excitement up about that football program. Well, I had to inside track Dirty because I am a RP, but <laughs> I tell you what, I, I just there, there wasn't enough talent there, and at the time, like I said, you had baseball, basketball, baseballs was big there, and so was basketball. You were talking about Coach Smith yeah. and Coach Peeler and those guys. Well, tell me what, all right, Benji, tell me what else you got going on. You got a what number one rated Southern Fried Morning Show that everybody can listen to. Well, and, the number one in Lakeland's as yeah. of right now. So congrats to so, I mean, that. Yeah. Hey, Howard. While I got while you're right here, Benji Gleason said he would love a ribeye steak sandwich and twice baked. <laughs> oh man! You know where the uh, place is. He said, "I'll bring it to you." Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, yeah, I appreciate that plug on the morning show, man. We're 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 rocking and rolling there. That's the, you know, that's that's, that's really how I, how I started and everything else. Just kind of, uh, you know, how many years now of the morning? You know, so this we are we're working into year nine. Okay. And um, uh, we were kind of counting it up. We're we're nearing our two thousandth broadcast of the of the morning show, and uh, you know, uh, right it till the wheels fall. <laughs> I love to see I love to see all the picks over there. You and Lacey, and now you got Crews following in, in your oh, footsteps. Hey, tomorrow's my favorite day because they got uh, Freaky Facts coming. Oh, out it tomorrow, is. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Freaky Facts. We'll have a little nerd news. Crews will have that one. <laughs> Next week is uh, next week is really cool, man, because we've been promoting this uh, this concert, and I'm gonna shamelessly plug it here. Uh, we've got uh, it's the Farm to Fleet benefit concert. This happened at Erskine at the Saint Auditorium, but it's, it's uh, Shenandoah I mean, is oh, there. Wow. And, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, iconic country band, and but every penny raised goes to scholarships for FFA students from Abbeville and Dixie High School, and it's a combined effort from the two you know county high schools there. And, um, Shenandoah is going to be playing. Clay Page will be there, and another wow. band called Pickens Creek, who is phenomenal. And um, and and so next week we get to interview all of them. You know, Pickens Creek will be in one day. Clay Page will be in one day, and then Marty Raven from Shenandoah on uh, on Friday. So oh, too cool. Super, super excited about that. And um, you know, it's, uh, it's 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 fun when you know those things, of course. Getting up at four in the morning is not a whole lot of fun, but it's uh, it's the price you pay to, to get to 
have a, a glimpse of some cool stuff here and there like uh like next week's gonna be no doubt benji like i said you're rolling you know, i think i like lakelands i i i you can't forget abbeville while we got you on it abbeville basketball uh Abby basketball tonight. Is tonight or tomorrow it's tonight it's tonight okay cool yes yeah, six o'clock tip uh fox creek coming in and uh should be uh should be a should be a good game. Maybe those uh, Jay Tench, you know, kids yeah. averaging twenty points a game, <laughs> like nine rebounds. He's trying to play with football for Watford, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're athletic, man. It is they are a fun team to watch. They just zip up and down the court. They want to just run, 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 you know. And uh, um, the the half court, if teams can slow them down, and they got you know like a, a big man in the middle, that's kind of where they've had. A little bit of issue this year, but uh, but yeah, Antonio Harrison's back. He's he's full speed. Uh, Jay Tench, uh, PJ Singleton, these guys. I mean, there's there's some there's some good players there. So hopefully, uh, us, what's amazing to me about this is we talk about it every year. And, and your school, Abbeville, it always happens for y'all. That doesn't happen to everybody else. These kids play for state championships basically year in year out. So. The basketball coach doesn't even get these guys until midway through the start of the of the season, and, yeah. and here you are, you know, in the playoffs and trying to advance. That's what's amazing about this whole run right here for Abbeville basketball, and I just think that's awesome. That, that, yeah, there's there there are there's there's three or four, and they, <laughs> they had to rework the schedule, you know, and kind of push a lot of the preseason or pre-tournament games either back or just you know not do them because. I mean, you know, there's, what, 12 guys on the basketball team and, you know, seven of them are, you know, coming over from football. Yep. And, uh, and it, you know, it's completely – you can be in football shape and not be in basketball shape. It's, it's you know, completely different, as you guys know. But, uh, but yeah, there's, uh, there's been some talent come through. And uh, it's uh, – like I said, it's a fun group to watch. So, we'll see uh, see how – how deep they can uh, make a run this year. All right, before you go, I also want to make mention, uh, baseball's coming up. You guys did a fantastic job last two seasons in covering Abbeville baseball, but you added 96 under that as well? Yes, yes, 96 is going to be under the umbrella this year. Um, my man Bobby Hamby and Jay Reynolds will be calling all of the 96 and baseball and softball games. Wow. Uh, at least all the, yeah, well, all the home games, I guess. Because 96 does, uh, they stagger the schedule. So baseball teams at home, softball teams on the road, softball and vice versa. Uh, so gotcha. they're, they're going to do all those. It's 20 plus games they'll be carrying. That'll be on WZLARadio.com. And then uh, I will be doing Abbeville baseball. And we're doing some Abbeville softball and some Dixie uh, softball games as well. Uh, the Lady Hornets are perennial 1A powers there. They play for a state championship about every other year. So, yeah, that coach uh, is pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're real good. And uh, and the thing about it is, it's it's the system really. There's been three coaches, uh, you know, uh, Ben Stone and then uh, Benjamin um, Snipes, and then uh, now uh, Samantha Ferguson. This is her second year, and you know they made a deep run with her last year. And um, she's pretty young, and she grew up in that system, so she's gonna be she's gonna be there a while. And uh, and the Dixie girls, they're they're solid, uh, solid, solid. I like doing softball. It's so fast paced. You it know, is. It's, you can get a whole game in in an hour. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, baseball, you get seven innings in, man, it might be two and a half hours sometimes. They just, uh, 
it's just a little slower pace for baseball. But yeah, yeah, yeah. looking forward to it. We're going to get started up. I think March 10th would be our first uh, baseball broadcast, and then we'll be rocking and rolling right on through May. All right. Well, I know you got uh, a couple of sports shows you got to get ready for as well. So <laughs> we appreciate your time, my man. <laughs> Keep it going. Yeah, man. Hey, thank you all so much. Anytime. All right, Benji. Yeah, thank take you. care. Bye-bye. So there you have Benji Gleason joining us here on the Lakeland Sports Guys. Uh, I always enjoy talking with Benji whenever we get a chance. And, um, you know, this time a little more formal environment <laughs> in the process. But you can see just how involved he is with everything going on, not just with uh, country music, but also with in and around the Lakeland sports-wise. He and I, have a, he and I share something in common that he and I know about. He's also Mayor Pro Tem for the town of Abbeville. So how, you know, you know how busy I stay mm-hmm. in a little town. How would you, <laughs> that's the right-hand man to the mayor in Abbeville, so, and that's Trey. So um, he, he's a busy guy, man. I, I, I bet 90% of their council meetings are done from WZLA radio. It's the only way to catch Benji. I, I was going to ask him about an umbrella, by the way. I, I'd like to get under that umbrella group. That'd be fun. Well, we can pose that issue and see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know me, though. I like to put a man on the spot. I don't. So. Go along with it. But, uh, again, you can tune in. WZLA in the morning show. Uh, he and Lacey are there. I, like I say, I love the Friday freaky facts that end up because there are some just staggering, no-nonsense facts that you'll never, ever use but are fun to learn. And I had to throw Cruz in. That's Lacey's new, new little, little toddler, and or excuse me, infant. And he's cooing now, so everything is like cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All right, we're at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. We got uh, the staff here working as hard as they possibly can, moving in the. Uh, are those twice baked potatoes that he's carrying? Clyde's carrying, maybe. Clyde is having to work today because he lost a bet with Howard's on the Super Bowl, and so he's having to work hard today. So, had he taken a different team, he would not have to be working this hard. That box is heavy. Look at him. He's sweating over there. <laughs> but come on out. He got his daily special for lunch every single day, Monday through Friday. Today is a twice-baked potato with a ribeye steak sandwich to go along with it. Um, and it's a beautiful day. The tables are set up outside. Uh, they put set up uh, extra ones to go along with it. B-Rad just made his way in for happy hour. So, uh, he is a Happy Tiger fan for once. <laughs> after the big win against Florida State. And that's kind of where we'll head uh, here first when you look at Clemson coming up with a big win uh, over Florida State. Uh, and that was at Little John, 94-54. The Tigers shot 60% for the game, uh, kind of a high mark of the season for them to go along with it. And they built out, they went out quick, 13-3 lead early. They finished the uh, first half on a 60% shooting spree, 18-30 uh, from the uh, floor, along with a 47-26 advantage to go along with it into halftime. And uh, the Seminoles basically, they didn't know they were coming or going after the first half. Tom, this wasn't a win. Uh, B-Rad, this wasn't a win last night. This was a teetotal butt whipping. And it's what Brennan has said the last three or four games that they played. We've led from start to finish for the most part. We just haven't finished. And I think last night they capped it off with an exclamation point. That's a huge win. Yeah, 16 turnovers uh, that converted in 31 points. I mean, you play in defense to make your offense work. That's what they need. And I'll tell Roy Philbot, he does a great job. He reminds me of Corn Blue because he started down in that mm-hmm. area. But um, Roy is not Baba. It's Bay Bay Miller for <laughs> for, for FSU. But uh, he's our leading scorer. Clemson shut him down. He had like uh, nine points last night. He averages like 16. So That was another key to Clemson winning that game was defense. 
You know, and you're looking at points-wise, uh, Hunter again coming up big with 18 points on the night. Uh, Beetle had 10, so coming in, uh, the defensive expert, and, and coming up with 10 points. That I mean, when you get your defensive players involved offensively, you know you're having a great night. That's what, like I said, it, that, that offense predicates on that defense. So here's Brad Brunell, what he had to say following the game in the post-game conference uh, after the big win over Florida State. You know, terrific performance by our team. Just uh, played really good on both both ends. Just uh, shot it really well, which um, always helps. And uh, But I was really pleased. I, I thought our activity level defensively was good, created some turnovers, rebounded well. Um, just, you know, terrific performance. You know, every once in a while you have a game like this uh, during the season, you usually have one or two of these, and then you always have one or two that sometimes go the other way. Um, and it's those games are hard. Obviously, we had a game like that at Loyola. and um, So I, I'm just pleased with our guys. Thought we played well and uh, bounced back. And now we got to take it on the road. Questions? Could you sense during the week? Yeah, I thought we had a good week. But uh, you know what? Our guys have done a good job. I mean, we've practiced, you know, pretty well. I talked to one of the TV guys before the game. He was asking me about our team and stuff. And I said, you know, we've lost three in a row. But, again, I said it after the game. We played pretty well in the Miami game. We really did. Um, they just played a little bit better and uh, made a couple plays. But, you know, it's not like we played terrible in every game. Um, we played very poorly in the second half in Chapel Hill. Um, and, obviously, we ran into a buzzsaw. They were – Highly motivated and shot the heck out of the ball, made some hard shots. Um, and, you know, we didn't, <coughs> excuse me, just handle the environment as well as we needed. Um, but I, it's not like I don't think we're, you know, we're playing bad basketball or anything like that. I think, you know, our team is playing pretty well and uh, it, it's just hard to win. And so there you have Brad Brunell, a little bit of his post-game uh, interview afterwards. and uh, you, you saw what he had on TV and what he had to say. A little bit different, a little more excitement uh, involved with the TV interview as opposed to meeting with the press afterwards in that, um, you know, they lost three in a row and, and had leads early and ended up losing leads. And that's what's been frustrating Rim as a coach, man. Games that... And like I said, Miami's that was a that was a teachable moment on a loss there because that's a really good basketball team. Larry Nega has a great basketball team. Did you hear him call for a minute ago? If you mm -hmm. go back and enhance that, and it's a, <clears throat> what he's really saying is B Rad kept his tail at home. <laughs> but you can't hear him say that. So <laughs> B Rad coach acknowledged you in a call. But um, like I said, that's a huge win for the Tigers because anytime you know the thing about FSU that Leonard Hamilton is one of those coaches, he has like linebackers. For players, and they get in there and they bump and grind and bump and grind, and they have they've settled it, they've shut it down for the most part. The two games they played. Well, now they go on the road, and we're gonna see what they got. They yeah, well, they, well they, need, they need to go on the road, and uh, hopefully with the win Saturday night uh, against Louisville in this one, they could be their school record twelfth ACC win of the season. Um, and their fifth 20-win season to go along with it if they win over Louisville. And then next week they got Virginia at Virginia in the middle of the week. That's, I mean, you're looking at two big games here. I forgot about Louisville. I was already going to Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, the, they were in a dogfight last night, Virginia. I mean, uh, Louisville was. So, um, I, Like I said, this team plays well on the road. It plays well enough 
when you can lead the first half pretty much throughout these games that they've lost on the road, I mean, you're doing what you got to do. You're just not finishing. Mm -hmm. They finished last night. And all that did was they, that's giving them momentum. Every game they play, if they go to Louisville and get a win, that's huge. Now you're actually talking about an SEC playing for something. You go to Virginia and win? You upset two road games? You're talking about a favorite now. They may work themselves right back into where they were three games ago. And that's what it's about. And that's why there's excitement in Brad Brownell's voice. I always love it. And we'll see how, how they do. We'll keep track and follow along with you. Meanwhile, a lot of talk going on right now. A lot of body language, frustration standing out with C.C. Jackson. Not happy with where he's at. But he did come out uh, earlier or last night or, t or today. came out and basically said that he let one team down by going ahead and transferring out, he wanted he didn't want to let another team down. So you kind of see his frustration that's there, but I think he's got the right mindset that he wants to stay with this team. He doesn't want to end up in the transfer portal next year. Um, and, and I think Coach Paris is, has basically come out and told him that, hey, we need you, but I also need you to understand why we're doing what we're doing right now. That's why I love Lamont Paris at South Carolina, and I don't like Frank Martin. I'm glad Frank's going to UMass. If, if, and here's the thing. If, if Gigi is not happy with what's going on down there, he has every right. But there won't be a portal, Tom. Let's get it right the first time. There won't be a portal. He'll be a one-and-done guy, and some agent will talk him into going to the NBA, and he's just not going not gonna to do anything. But the, the thing that's critical here is, do you want to win a basketball game with a star basketball player, or do you set a precedent for your team that it's a team sport and you're not going to run your, your mile. This is the third straight suspension for Gigi. His minutes, what? What do you have last night? They dropped down to 12, I think, last night. 12 minutes. I mean, and what that does is, you know, Chico Carter, Michi Johnson, Hayden Brown, they got to pick it up. And they did. I mean, it wasn't enough, but, you know, they did They did well enough to play. I was hoping that Sam would be here because he went to the game and could give me some, some detail about what really happened. But all in all, man, I, I you know, Coach Paris, I support what you're doing. If Gigi wants to be that one-on-one -on -one guy that does it all, let him do it. But let him do it and sit beside you. And if, if we got to wait till next year and try to rebound what we got, we're going to have to do that. But I don't, I don't think there's any concept of Gigi Jackson in the portal. I think he goes one and done into the NBA, so. All right, so that's what we've got as far as uh, the two biggies that are out there. You turn attention a little closer to home now here in the Lakelands. Men's basketball had a big win over Georgia College last night. 80-58 uh, to 58 was the final in this one. Lander improves to 18-7, and 10-5 in the Peach Belt. Uh, Bobcats um, uh, suffer uh, their 12th loss uh, in Peach Belt play. They're 3-12, 7-17 and 7 17 overall right now. But the Blue and Gold got things going. Um, liking what they're doing. Tommy Moore, 4-3. Uh, pointers on the night ends up with 12 points you look at uh Shearfield added 10 points to go along with his um Cooper solid I mean it's it's everybody got into in, in scoring position pretty much it was a defensive game too man they played really good defense and and going into all right this is what what I look at the standings now going into last night I really felt like you would be it would be Landon and Aiken tied at 10 and 5, but that's not the case because, you know, Aiken did a little thing last night and beat Augusta. So they beat the, the second best team in it. And uh, so now they're Augusta and, and Aiken are 11 and 4, Landers 10 and 5. There's that pesky young Harris right there. Um, <laughs> they're right there at 9 and 6 and 19 and 6 overall. 
second best record in the conference mm-hmm. at Young Harris. So, and eventually we'll play them again. I don't. I had looked at see when we play them, but um, all in all, Omar's got to be happy with what's going on. We let one get away the uh, you know at North Georgia over the weekend, but I think they can bounce back. Man, they play a really good game and a big win, nice win. All right, who did you say the leading scorer right now is for the Peach Girl Conference? Frank Champion. Frank Champion. Okay. He and Tyshawn Crawford should be pretty close. Should be right in there amongst all yeah. that. <laughs> and they're they're both studs. I mean, like I said, Frank Champion was the team. Was the player, if you want to say a player beat Lander Saturday, it was Frank Champion, and he's up there. And um, like I said, Tyshawn Crawford and and Plagler's got a kid in there just scoring. You got three guys battling it out, but and that's gonna be a good battle to see who does get it because you know you also worry about rebounds, and I think both of those players, uh, Tyshawn Crawford and Frank Champion, are right there, pretty close to double double numbers. It'll be an interesting tournament time. We'll say that. All right. Um, I'm looking at this and making sure I got my my details correct. But because of the bad weather that's forecast for today, (laughs) for tonight, all this rain that's going to be coming in tonight and into tomorrow morning, um, the uh, Bearcat Fleet Invitational has been pushed back to a 1 o'clock start uh, on Friday. So at 1 o'clock, you'll have uh, USC and Buford taking on Lenore Ryan. 3 o'clock is Emmanuel and Lenore Ryan in softball. Then you got 5 o'clock Emmanuel and Lincoln Memorial. And then Lander and Carson Newman start off at 7 o'clock. And then Saturday is a whole other slate uh, of games that are going to be involved in all of that. But um, just so you know, it's it's been pushed back. It was going to start, I think, a little earlier, but they got pushed back due to all the rain, letting the field dry out a little bit longer. Um, nice sunny day. Should be in the 70s again, they say on Saturday to go along with it. But oh, 1 o'clock starts. Um, yeah, the tournament initially was supposed to start at 9. I'm interested tomorrow. in that tournament because the Sand Sharks are playing from USC Beaver. Yeah, that'll be fun to see. So the Sand Sharks are coming to town. So just a little bit of a delay, but uh, Coach Crawford has really got things rolling with the softball team. A couple of good years under his belt, and they just keep getting better. He's recruiting extremely well right now. Um I can't say enough about how exciting it is. It's like Benji said, softball is a lot of fun to watch if you get a chance to go out and see any of the girls' softball, either at Lander, Erskine, or even at any of the local high schools. You need to go and check it out. And if you don't think these girls can pitch, you you just need to definitely come and see that they can throw it the high heat, as Benji calls it. Yep, and then uh, over at Erskine, we want to, uh, we really, really want to wish the best for the Erskine men's basketball team. Um, Lance Schuler is just a dynamite player to watch. He had 27 points in the loss to Belmont Abbey, uh, 99 to 76, the final in that one. Um, but he, you know, with with him being there and Erskine shooting 41 percent from the field, 32 percent from beyond the three point arc, that, that's pretty good uh, when you look at it and, and what they've been able to do. The only problem is they're 0-27 as of right now. So they're looking for their first win of the season. they got one game remaining, um, and this would be a huge morale lifter to come up with a big win. It's Mount Olive. It's They're coming to your place over there in Due West. Oh, this would be a huge game for those boys going into next season. I thought we were going. I thought this was the one we were going to for that first win. No, we'll we get them all off. <laughs> so, anyway, I, it, we, I'm telling you, they need to have a watch party in Due West. Wherever they, they got the little sweet shop. That, you know, I haven't mm-hmm. been over there yet. Do a little watch party there, and it's a, at the little centerplex that they got there where they play ping pong and all that. I mean, this team has not played that bad this year to have not won a game. They, they really have it. I mean, they've been. Some of their games have been, you know, within ten points. So, 
a lot of times, and I don't know because I, I apologize to Erskine because I haven't followed like we have Lander and Peachfield. It's a lot easier to get the information you need, but what, almost what it sounds like to me is you got Mr. Sheila who's doing it all, and it's a team game, Tom. And he's waiting on the other guys to step up to where he doesn't have to be that guy, kind of like Gigi's been trying to do all year. Once the team steps in, they're going to get a win, and, and it, but they're they're down to their last gasp effort, so to speak. Well, it's, it's it's like Benji said too. The SAC has got a lot of established programs that are in there already, not only in football but basketball as well. And um, you know, you're, you're going in there trying to compete. Uh, your coach is in his second year, third year, yeah. third year, third year, uh, as of right now. And and I mean, you just got to keep grinding, got to keep moving, and get There's better. There's your team, Chowan. <laughs> Chowan, however you say it. Yeah, that was uh, back on February fourth. You know, they, but you look at the other game with Southern Wesleyan. That was a 78-83 uh, loss there. The North Greenville was 64-68. I mean, that was close. Belmont Abbey has just dynamite. There's a reason they're ranked in the top ten. Uh, that's there when that loss. But they got Mount Olive coming in. Um, it'll be Saturday, 4 o'clock, over in Due West at Erskine College. You can go over there and enjoy that game. And uh, Mount Olive will be dressed in the uh, black and, and green <laughs> to go along with it. But, uh, you know, Belk Arena, we need to pack it out, which, you know, get these guys uh, a big win going in and out of the season here. It's a great little – It's a, environment's great at Due West. I, mean, I love watching basketball there. I mean, it's – you know, it, we're used to Pine Swan Arena, but uh, it's, it's a good place to go watch games and the students support their sports. I will say that. The student body at Erskine and the and the, the uh, teachers and everything they support that university and, and everything they do. So always a lot of fun. Well, we want to wish the very best to the playoff bound teams tonight. Uh, as a matter of fact, six thirty or no six o'clock. Yeah, six thirty. The girls are in action at Emerald High School. They'll be taking on uh, Broom. In that one, we wish them the best of luck. And uh, in that one as well, um, you look at uh, if I can remember. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, look at my notes here and get it, make sure I'm here. But uh, 96 ended up losing to Landrum. So Landrum advanced on. Saluda did win. They'll play Saturday. Um, that'll be Saluda. They'll play at Keenan, who uh, Keenan, the number four. <laughs> that one. So uh, that one, that'll be a fun one. <laughs> that won't be a fun one. <laughs> If so, you want to see a really good basketball player from Keenan, get see You will see that for sure. Um, Calhoun Falls Charter, they had that big win over C.A. Johnson. They'll get St. Joe's on Saturday, just so you know that's there. McCormick had a big win over Great Falls. Total domination uh, for the Chiefs in that one, and they'll go on the road. No, they'll actually host. Uh, uh, no, they'll go on the road. I was right the first time. Uh, Denmark Olar oh. uh, is who they'll get to, to go up against. I said that, that's become a – I'm not gonna say a nasty robbery, but it's not a very pleasant robbery for 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 McCormick and Denmark Low for some reason. So we'll keep we'll keep track of all those. Uh, get you updated again on Monday as to who's doing what and who's where and who gets to play when. <laughs> as far as the South Carolina high school playoffs go, oh, I forgot to make mention we got uh, Greenwood Christian, Palmetto Christian. They're going to be in action, uh, and Sumter starting tomorrow is the boys girls on Saturday, and they'll play throughout the entire weekend and uh, come up and determine a champion over these next two weekends to go along with it. Also, the boys of Palmetto Christian involved in that as well. They'll be playing, I believe, in Jim B at Wilson Hall tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, you were telling me Skeeter's got the right idea. They just play it in like two or three days. Yeah, get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. 
your own. That's something we can work on. So we're going to talk with Willie and Willie's winners here. Uh, find out what he's up to. We hope you enjoy your weekend. Get out, support your teams. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. <laughs>